Welcome, guys, to the Soto Mojo podcast. However, we are not talking about baseball on this episode. I am Colby Patnode, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. And Ty, today, we're going to have a little fun, and we're going to talk NFL draft, Seattle Seahawks in particular, um, because like most of you guys, we root for both the Mariners and the Seahawks. They are both important in our sports world, and it's silly to continue this random divide uh that i'm sure is there in like five percent of fans but somehow seems to dominate the conversation so we are talking nfl on this show um if you guys are not interested in the seahawks stop listening now our mariners podcast has been downloaded by the time you are listening to this so just go to our uh go to the podcast page and you will find our mariners content there but in this episode as i mentioned we're talking the seattle seahawks in particular the nfl draft so Ty, I know you're excited for today. Um, so how are you feeling? This is kind of our first our first serious Seahawks podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, for the first time since uh, the 2010 draft, John Schneider and Pete Carroll have two first-round picks. And the last time they had two first-round picks, they selected uh, Russell Okun and some guy named Earl Thomas. So uh, it's a pretty exciting day. I would I would I would imagine uh, for for most Seattle sports fans, uh, myself included, um, you know. Plus, you got the Mariner game tonight, so bunch of bunch of cool stuff going on right now. It's a good night to have multiple screens. Um, so I'll probably be streaming the draft on my laptop or phone, and I'll have the Mariners game on, and um, it'll it'll be something for me. So um, yeah, it's a big day, big day. Um, so basically, guys, the format for today's show is that um, Ty and I have each uh, we have each written a, uh, a mock draft for the Seahawks, uh, Seahawks exclusive mock draft. Uh, we each have one, and it's full of trades, I'm sure. Yep. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit in depth about our mock drafts, just kind of compare notes on where we're at. And then after that is over, we will do a pick-by-pick first-round mock draft of all 32 teams. Um, we've determined last night, I will have the odd number picks one, three, five, and so on. Ty will have the even number picks two, four, six, and so on with the exception that, uh, since the Seahawks pick 21st and 29th, I didn't want to make both Seahawks picks, uh, cause we're both Seahawks fans. So Ty will make pick 29, um, yep. in that draft and I will just take pick 30, um, so we'll do a quick, uh, a quick wraparound there, uh, in that portion. Um, but that's the plan, uh, in that mock draft, there will be no trades, um, just straight, you know, Hey, if assuming everybody stays in their same spot, which I mean, obviously not, but that's how we're going to run that second one. So, yeah. And that's just going to be the first round. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're not doing 260 yeah. picks. I, I yeah, can't even so. name 260 draft eligible players. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and there's a really good chance that I'm not going to get any of the uh, top. I'm not going to get any of those picks right. Um, because yeah. again, to be honest with you guys, I am a much bigger Seahawks fan than I am NFL fan in general, but uh, it'll be fun. So uh, that's why we're doing this. Um, hopefully this doesn't take more than an hour. Uh, that's always kind of the fear. The Marvel podcast took what an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, ranking 20 movies. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Ty, do you want to uh, reveal? Do you want to go first or do you want me to reveal my first pick? Uh, I think what we should do first, actually, is uh, go through our trades. 
that we made. Okay. Um, so that'll be a little hard for me, but go ahead. You go first. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I'll just go through all of them real quick. All right. Uh, so I have the, the Seahawks flipping uh, pick 21 to New England for picks 32, 97, and 101. Uh, so on the Rich Hill uh, draft chart, that's uh, 261 for 256. Uh, mm-hmm. And on the Jimmy Johnson chart, that's 800 for 798. So, uh, yeah, basically the same. Yeah. So uh, pick 29 uh, is also getting flipped in my mock Ooh, to, okay. yeah, to, uh, to the Giants. For picks 37 and 95. Uh, that is 203 for 202 on Rich Hill and uh, 640 for 650 on Jimmy Johnson. All right. So uh, at, at this point, uh, just so people can uh, keep track, and by people, yeah. I mean me, who is frantically opening a, uh, a, <laughs> a Google Doc uh, <laughs> so that I can try and keep track of everything here. Um, right. So you've made two trades um, thus far. You have yep. them. Do you have them sticking in the first round at 29? Uh, I have them sticking. No, 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 no. So they trade 29 to New York. I'm, I'm sorry. For, I'm, I'm at I'm at 31. Do they uh, make their first pick tonight? Yeah, they, they make their pick at 32. At 32. Okay. So yeah. you started with picks 21, 29, 80, or 92, uh, 124, 159. Yep. Uh, what do you have as of right after your first two trades what's the draft the first, all look like then after the first two trades it's 32 97 or 32 92 95 97 101 124 159 okay uh 32 92 95 97 101 uh, 101 jesus okay yeah. uh, one, 101 124 yeah and 159 159 well we're not going to be making all those selections. I'll, I'll just give you that hint right now. Okay. All yeah. right. So you're on the clock now. At uh, Do you have any more trades, first and foremost? Uh, well, I have more trades that are... Uh, well, actually, I have I have a trade in the second round. Uh, pick 37 to Buffalo for picks 40 oh, and pick 150. 30, I'm sorry. I missed 37. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Oh, I was sitting here going, oh, yeah, we don't have a second round pick. That's interesting. We have a buttload of late thirds, but no seconds. But oh, okay. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let me just double check. All right. Yep. <laughs> After your first two trades, right? Yes. The first yes. two, you have traded pick 21 and you have traded pick 29. Yes. And the Seahawks currently have 32, 37, 92, 95, 97, 101, 124, and 159. That's where yes. they're at right now. Okay. Correct. Continue. Okay. So then they trade pick 37 to oh. Buffalo for, for 40 and 158. For 40 and 158. So that now gives them picks 32, 40, 92, 95, 97, uh, 101, 124, and 158. Yeah, and, and 158. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so and we'll, we'll get into that later on. But I, uh, should I announce the first pick that I have? Are you finally ready to make the first pick? Yes, I, I am. No more trades. No more trades, right? There, there, there are trades, but later on. Right, there are right. trades, so, but later so, on. I, why don't you go I made tell a total. Us. I made a total of five trades, and so I told you three of them. There's All two right. more, or no, 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 no. There's three more. There's three more. There, the two of two of them are minor though. Okay. So, pick so 
Pick 32. All right. My my mock draft is so Seahawky. I don't know if they'll actually do this, but I could see them doing it. At 32, instead of a wide receiver or a defensive player, I have the Seahawks taking tight end Josh Oliver out of yeah, San Jose it. State. <laughs> you you knew it? Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. Ty was teasing me before the... Uh... Before the podcast that I that I went super sea hockey with this and the guy I'm taking first, I mean, most people have never heard of and it's going to be so surprising and all that. And I was like, OK, I bet that's Josh Oliver. Um, yep. But go ahead. Tight end. Uh, what school is he from? San Jose State? Yeah, San Jose State. Uh, the Seahawks typically haven't gone for this kind of tight end. He's definitely an F tight end, uh, which for those that aren't familiar, he's he's going to be playing, you know, slot. He'll be, you know, out at wide out, maybe fullback occasionally. You never know. You can do a lot of things with him. Um, he's kind of a Travis Kelsey type. He's definitely uh, the probably the the best um, in terms of production, best tight end in, in this draft in terms of just straight up production. Um, they had a they had a top thirty visit with him. I, I think that makes some sense for them. Uh, and then there's all the, also all this talk the last couple of days that hey, maybe they might go tight end with uh, one of their top picks. So mm-hmm. that's, um, that's what led me to that. Right. Um, just to kind of add my two cents in there. Um, I also have the Seahawks taking a tight end uh, later. Um, and I know a lot of people are, well, tight end's not really a need. Well, Nick Vanette is a free agent after this year and, not all that great to begin with. Ed Dixon could be cut. Um, there's some salary savings there, but he's also a veteran. He's probably in his last year. Um, Will Disley is coming back from the uh, the plantar fasciitis, I think is what it was. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a major injury. He may not be ready for the season, and it may take him another year to get back to 100%. Um, and then I Tyrone Swoops and George Fant. Like, so... Uh, I, I think the player is a is a stretch, uh, but I, I could see them taking a tight end really early. Uh, I don't have any issue with that, um, yeah. but I do like Oliver. I, I at thirty two. That's eh. yeah. But yeah, I know, I know. But uh, I I like it, man. I like the boldness. So yeah. So you got Josh Oliver, a pick thirty two. All right. Are yeah. you making pick forty? Yes. Okay. Who is pick forty? Pick forty is another uh, guy that's been linked to the Seahawks a lot. Uh, an edge rusher, L.J. Collier from TCU. Um, He's when you look at his stats, he's not extremely productive. um, But when you actually look deeper into, you know, um, actual like um, rush percentages. And when you look at his tape, he mauls offensive linemen. (laughs) It's uh, he's, he's kind of a scary dude. Um, He's very Seahawky too. And uh, yeah. And I think even, Honestly, I feel kind of confident in saying that they would uh, take him over maybe someone like Montez Sweat. If there's if there is a if there is some concern there, the Seahawks have kind of played it safe lately, uh, lately. And I feel like they could go with the safer bet, even if someone like Sweat is available. Sure. Um you know, Collier is one of those guys I like. Uh, his his teammate, uh, I, I'm going to butcher Ben Bagano or something like that. Um, ben Benogu. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's probably <laughs> he's probably the better athlete. 
Um, but yeah, the one thing I like about uh, Collier is uh, he's a football player. He can play the run and he can play the pass. There's still upside there as well. Um, he's yeah. not a finished product by any means. And when I watch him play, um, I see a guy who loves football. Um, yeah. And I know the Seahawks have said that they want guys who love ball, quote unquote. Um, and I, I think after the Malik McDowell disaster, I think they've reverted back to that. I don't think they're interested in guys who see football as a nine to five job. I think they want guys who love ball and I don't think they're going to, I don't think they'll take them. I don't think they will take uh, a pl- guy who doesn't love to play football this high. Um, so Collier for waiting until the, uh, you know, the middle ish of the second round, top 10 of the second round to find an edge and still getting Collier. I, I like that pick. I think that's uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. so uh, let's go ahead and let's jump to 92. Are you making a pick at 92? No, oh, we yeah. we're trade. making a we're making a huge trade up. Oh, OK. This is so very reminiscent. Trade. This is very reminiscent of the Tyler Lockett trade back in 2015. Oh, we are trading picks 92, 101 and 158 to Arizona for pick 65. So pick sorry, 92, 92, 101 and 158. And 158. So you're trading a late third and two late thirds, and what is that? A fifth? Yeah. A fourth. And that, yeah. And on uh, that's a fifth. And on the Rich Hill, it's uh, 87 for 78, mm-hmm. and 255.4 for 265 on uh, Jimmy Johnson. So, so within the margin of error. Yep. All right. So picks so, 92, 101, and 158 for pick 65, which is the first pick of the third round, right? Yep. Okay, so now I'm assuming you did this to make a pick at 65, right? Yes. Okay, who are you the, taking at pick 65? The Seahawks. I have the Seahawks taking wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside out of Stanford. Ooh. All right, I see you. All right. I think, tell us about J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I, I think he makes a lot of sense for for the Seahawks. He's he's an unselfish guy, great hands. It's kind of similar to Juju in a little a little bit uh, when you just when you compare uh, measurables and just kind of just how they play the game. Um, not a huge uh, not a huge you know playmaker, but he's just a dependable guy, and that's the kind of wide receiver that the Seahawks like. And the Seahawks need wideouts. You know, I'm I'm still um, on the side of picking a wide receiver with one of the top two picks tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be Nick kind of did with Oliver. Yeah. But I mean, you know, with Nikhil Harry, uh, you know, a true wideout, you know, Nikhil Harry or, or Akeem Butler, one of those guys, I would love to see the Seahawks take, but there's just so many needs right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talent in this draft, especially at wide receiver. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about next year with with the wide receiver class. I think this this class is truly underrated. And I think our Sega Whiteside, you know, for a while he was considered uh, top 30 guy in this draft. He's fallen you know, off a little bit because of, uh, you know, the rise of like DK Metcalf and, and you know, and Keem Butler and and uh, those guys have kind of knocked his stock down and. Um, but I, you know, he's still kind of a late second round, early third round guy. And I, 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 
he makes a lot of sense for the Seahawks. And, you know, the last time the Seahawks uh, got a wide receiver out of Stanford, that kind of worked out for them. Of course, you're referring to Richard Sherman. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So J.J. Uh, Arcega-Whiteside is a guy that I really liked early. Um, and it's not that like I, I dislike him at all. I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL. Um, I know the, the folks at Pro Football Focus, they love him. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have him like third or fourth in their wide receiver ranks, which is way higher than everybody else. Um, but yeah, he's kind of and, a he's go ahead. And it should be noted that the Seahawks usually take guys that PFF loves. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think that makes some sense. He's kind of a big body guy, uh, but he can certainly run. Um, I, I like the comp to J, uh, Juju. Um, not quite sure he's that explosive, but uh, I, I think I think uh, at uh, sixty-five, that's that's a pretty solid pick, and it gives Russell Wilson a legit outside wide receiver, um, and you know something that he can use in the red zone, uh, and you know, and uh, in the middle of the field as well. So, um, so now we're at to pick ninety-five. Are you making this pick? Yes. Okay. Who are you taking so, at pick 95? At pick 95, we're going with Marvell Tell, safety out of USC. Um, and I I honestly think that they could put him at corner. I don't know about outside, but nickel could be a possibility for him. Um, I don't think safety is as high on their board as some others think it is. Uh, I think they do really like what they have with McDougald and Tedrick and um, Delano Hill. So I'm not huge on going uh, defensive back early, at least safety. But I do really like Marvell Tell. Uh, I think he fits what they do. He, I think his arm length is like 33 and a half inches or something. Uh, yeah, uh, so he could play outside if they want. Uh, really got to see that. But still, I think you just draft this guy just for talent and just figure out where to put him. Um, because he is very Seahawky <laughs> when you look at his yes. measurables. Yeah, uh, pretty freaky athlete, um, yeah. from what I can recall. Um, so safety slash corner, uh, just just try and add talent to the secondary and figure out what to do with it later. Um, we did see the Seahawks take uh, Trey Flowers from safety to corner and have pretty good success in his uh, first year at the position. So that is something that they could do with uh, Tell as well. Um, they can also let him compete with uh, Tedrick Thompson because I think the Seahawks are comfortable with Bradley McDougald as either the strong safety or the free safety. Um, I think they're comfortable with that. And so the competition really comes down to Delano versus Tedrick um, and then uh, whoever they bring in. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, there, you know, safety is not a huge need for them. I don't think they see it that way. There's also still some pretty good safeties on the free agent market. Um, yeah. I think is Trey Boston's still out there. Even I mean, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good player. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I I like that pick. I think it makes a lot of sense. He's very Seahawky, yeah. um, as you mentioned, and he's also a really good tackler. So, yes, which is you know, huge. It's 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 a very it's kind of a similar pick to uh, to Trey uh, yeah to Trey Flowers, um, but I think. Uh, tell just right now um, is the better prospect. I, I don't yeah. think that that. Uh, so I, I I really like the just the the player. I don't really know where he fits specifically, but you know I'll let them figure it out. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, give Pete Carroll talent in the secondary. He'll probably figure out a good way to use them. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so now we're up to pick me, nine. Go ahead. Let me let me wrap up uh, the rest of the trades real quick because they're kind of minor. Um, okay. The C- the Seahawks usually make about eight to nine picks per draft. That's usually what John Schneider prefers to have. Uh, so right now you're I, at seven. Yeah. So I figured out ways to get a couple more picks. Okay. Um, I trade uh, I traded a 2025th round pick to Cincinnati, who has the most picks in the draft for pick 183. Um, and I traded Nick Vanette to Oakland for pick 215. All right, so that gives the Seahawks now. Uh, so now the Seahawks still have picks 97, 124, 158, uh, 183, and 215. Yeah, uh, 159 instead of 158. My bad. Yeah. Uh, one, oh, yeah. All right, so um, five trades. This would give you, uh, let's see, four five, six, seven, eight, nine picks. Yep, um, and we're so, making all of them. Okay, so pick 97. Pick 97 is another wide receiver. Uh, this time it's Mecole Hardman out of Georgia. A lot of a lot of people have been talking about Riley Ridley, but Mecole Hardman runs a 4-3, <laughs> and he, uh, I mean, I wasn't very impressed with uh, with Tyler Lockett this year in the return game. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, right. Plus, you know, if Lockett is going to become the guy in the offense, I'd rather he's not returning kicks. Right. Um, I would like uh, Hardman to do that, but I also think he's a playmaker um, on the offense. I I think he's very much like Percy Harvin. Um, and if that's if the Seahawks see it that way, I would assume that they're very much interested in him. Uh, not personality-wise, of course. Just ability. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ability. Uh, you know, he makes long strides. He has dependable hands. Uh, he didn't, you know, produce a whole lot. This is kind of in, in college. This is kind of like the, you know, the Kevin Norwood situation. Hopefully it goes a lot better than that. But <laughs> but this is a guy that you're really just taking for talent in general. Uh, he's uh, made quite a rise through through. Uh, through the rankings right now, he is more so considered a seventh, you know, sixth, seventh guy. Now he's um, end of the third round type of guy, and that's where I put him here. Uh, but I think there's a lot that you can do with him. Again, you know, with all these picks, you want to take best talent, and I think this this guy's talent uh, brings a lot to to the table for what the Seahawks do. And they need wide receivers. You know, if Doug Baldwin is, uh, even if he plays this year, he's probably not going to play for too much longer, just considering the injuries and everything. Um, you know, after Tyler Lockett and David Moore, they really don't have a lot. You know, Jerron Brown is an okay fifth receiver. Um, but really, other than that, they don't have a whole lot. Um, so stock up on wide receivers. Uh, and Hardman, again, brings a lot of talent to you. Um, and I, I think it, it, it has the potential to be a huge steal at the end of the third round. Okay. Uh, let's move on to pick 124. 124. You're going to like this one. I'm going to go with, uh, Greg Gaines out of Washington. Mm-hmm. Greg Gaines, uh, the, uh, the Seahawks are reportedly very much interested in him. It's possible that he could go higher. I've seen anywhere from uh, 88 to 150 something for for him. So huge, 
huge range. No one really knows where exactly to put him. Uh, but I kind of put him just in the middle of it all. Um, you know, he, big body. You know, he just mauls guys. You know, he's a Washington kid. You gotta, you gotta go for that. Um, and you, you know, you need the. You, he's that Seahawk type of. You know, just go in the middle and just stuff the run, and you know, let's let you know, let's go one on one and just see who wins. You know, and that's uh, that's kind of Greg Gaines, and uh, I really, I, I'm really into that idea. Yeah, he's kind of a sumo wrestler, short stubby yeah. arms, really thick. Yeah, just kind of try and move guys out of the way. And um, while a lot of people are focusing on edge for the Seahawks, rightfully so, um, the run defense was not good last year either. So that is something they still have to work on. Um, so adding a big run stuffer like Greg Gaines makes a lot of sense um, as well. So, uh, pick 159. Yep. So, there's all this talk, especially today, about the Seahawks are suddenly looking at a center <laughs> to uh, to replace Justin Britt or something. I, okay, whatever. Um, that's I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, however, I have them taking an offensive lineman, a guard. Uh, well, he was a guard in, in college with Penn State. Ryan Bates. Um but I'm more so liking him to be a center in the NFL. I, uh, looking at mock draftable, he lines up pretty well with uh, Ryan Kelly, uh, the starting center for the for the Colts, who I really like for the Seahawks in that draft uh, a few years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Bates gives you you know right now you you know you're looking at uh, who's their backup center right now, Joey Hunt. And uh, technically it's Ethan Posick, but yeah, well, then Posick is bad too. So, <laughs> eh, so I mean, eh, he's not mm-hmm. good, but he, I mean, he's <laughs> never got, he's a center who never gets to play center. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. So, um, but yeah, I, this is just a depth move. Um, yeah, you know, clearly, you know, the Eopati and Fluker, they're going to be your starters at guard. Britt, presumably, is going to be your starter at center unless something's changing, um, according to outside reports, quote unquote. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I like Bates. Um, I think he lines up well with what the what the Seahawks want to do with their offensive linemen. Um, so there. Uh, then at 183, uh, I have the Seahawks taking another guy that's you look at him and it's Seahawks cornerback Derek Thomas out of Baylor. He's had a, he's had a visit with the, with the Seahawks, I believe. Um, you know, you, you see him run at the combine. Uh, you just see his measurables and everything. He's, he's a Seahawk. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, so Seahawks corner, then I'm assuming long arms. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, I'm assuming four or five ish or better speed. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming a lot of raw talent that still needs to be uh, yep <laughs> needs to be coached up. So yeah, there you go, Seahawks corner. Um, yeah, you uh, and especially you know he he um, if you look at uh, his comps, uh, it's guys like Pierre Desir, um, Isaiah Oliver, who apparently the Seahawks really liked last year, um, Justin Lane, who's biggest comp is richard sherman <laughs> so, so there yeah. you go yeah so you you know but yeah it's 
33 and three uh, quarters arm length, <laughs> like six yep. two. Yeah, almost six three. He's he's a Seahawk. Uh, again, he just doesn't know it yet. Um, and then I guess he'll find last, out on Saturday. Yeah, for the for my last pick at two fifteen, I really wanted to take our boy, and you know who I'm talking <laughs> about, and I'm sure yep. he might be in your mock draft. I'm but, sure he probably is. But I feel like he might be gone before then, probably. before this pick. So I'm going to go with running back Jalen Moore out of Appalachian State. Uh, Jalen Moore is, uh, I don't know, he, he can catch passes. He's a, he's a good third down guy. Um, that's really what it comes down to. He's got a little little explosiveness. Um, don't know a whole too much about him, but just looking at the numbers, looking at uh, measurables, he, he lines up pretty well with what the Seahawks like. Um, watching some tape of him uh, really quickly, it just it it does uh, make some sense. But really, at, at that point in the seventh round, you can really take any running back. Um, but I think Moore uh, has some explosiveness that you can work with. All right, all right. So um, to put a bow on Ty's mock draft here, um, he started as I will with pick twenty one twenty nine. 92, uh, 124, and 159, or 158, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. And he ended with picks 32, 40, 65, 95, 97, 124, 159, 183, and 215. Um, So he got four additional picks. um, And his overall draft haul is Josh Oliver, a tight end from San Jose State. Uh, L.J. Collier, the edge rusher from TCU. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the wide receiver from Stanford. Marvel Tell, safety slash corner from USC. Um, how do you pronounce his first name again? Hardman? Me- Mik- yeah, Mikol. Me- yeah, Mikol. Mikol Hardman, wide receiver slash returner from Georgia. Um, great gains, the UW uh, defensive tackle. Ryan Bates, the North Carolina State uh, guard slash center. Um, you, you seem to think center there though, mostly, right? Yeah. Um, he's a Penn, he's Penn state though. Penn state. Okay. My mistake. Penn state. Um, and then Derek, uh, Derek Thomas, uh, cornerback of Baylor, uh, mm-hmm. long arms and all that stuff. Uh, and, uh, finally with your final pick, Jalen Moore, a running back from Appalachian state. Uh, yeah. sound right. Yep. All right. So, um, it's a really interesting draft. I could definitely get behind that that haul. Um, so for me, um, I'm actually using the mock draft I wrote for Twelfth Man Rising. I do a little do a little writing for our Seattle Seahawks fan sided site uh, over at Twelfth Man Rising. So this was the mock draft that I did yesterday um, after the uh, Frank Clark trade and all that stuff. Um, I might have to make a few changes on my feet, um, but I guess we'll uh, let's start with the trades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have the Seahawks sticking at 21. Um, okay. yep. uh, the first trade comes with pick 29. Um, I have them trading pick 29 to Indy, uh, for picks 34, 129 and 135. Um, so there is that, uh, it might be pick 30, uh, 36. Now I might've done the wrong math there. Um, here, I'll pull up draft tech while you're there you you're doing that. Okay. Um, and then I also uh, also made another trade. I no, traded it's pick thirty four. 
Okay. Yeah. I traded a uh, pick 92 to Carolina for pick 100 and 154 um, as well. Um, and I believe that is, yes, that is all the trades that I made. So, um, so now I have picks 21. Oops. And there it goes. So now I have picks uh, 21, uh, 34. Uh, sorry, my uh, my screen froze for a second. Uh, so now I have picks uh, 21, 34, um, uh, 92. Uh, I thought you traded one ninety two. Sorry, uh, yeah, one one hundred, um, one twenty four, one twenty nine, one thirty five, one fifty four, um, and those are the only trades I've made in this particular mock draft. I think I think uh, there's going to be a couple more, um, but again, that that could come because uh, new information has since come out since I made this mock, and it could completely change things. Because why wouldn't it? Um, but so here's what I'm going to do. At pick 21, I had them sticking at this pick mostly because I had a belief that Montez Sweat would drop to them at 21. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's traded, or I mean, if he's drafted before this time, I think Seattle actually trades down here, and it makes some sense because I think if Montez Sweat is indeed gone, and it sounds like his heart issue may not be that much of an issue, um, so we'll wait and see there. Uh, but if he is traded, uh, or if he's just drafted before the spot, I think they trade down and I think they probably take somebody like Rashawn Gary, who I don't love, but again, just because, you know, this is brand new information, I'm just going to stick with my original mock draft, um, and not make any changes on the fly here. So at pick 21, I have the Seattle Seahawks selecting Montez sweat, uh, the edge rusher from Mississippi state. The guy is an absolute freak. He is a freak of nature. Um, he's six foot five, about two two hundred sixty pounds. He ran a four four one forty yard dash. All right, um, you know, for comparison's sake, Shaquille Griffin, a cornerback, ran a four three nine. So, yeah, um, he also put up really good explosion numbers at the combine. Thirty six inch vertical again at two hundred sixty pounds, and a ten foot five inch broad jump. Um, just absolutely insane. You watch his, uh, you watch his tape. He just blows by linemen in the sec. Like they're nothing. Um, he does need to add a little bit of strength. He is a pretty, uh, wiry type of guy. Um, but again, the frame, he, he, he's jacked. There is room to add more muscle. Um, he's not going to come in year one and just dominate the league, but I think he can probably get you a six, seven, eight sacks. Um, he's probably going to give you like Bradley Chubb numbers. That, right. Uh, Chubb gave uh, the Broncos last year, which was good, really good. Right. Um, and a pick 21. Um, again, obviously, the news came out this morning uh, that the heart issue may not be as big of an issue as we thought. Um, so there's a good chance he's not here at 21. But because I don't want to try and do this again on the fly, I'm just going to roll with what I have. So pick 21, I have the Seahawks selecting Montez Sweat, um, the defensive end from Michigan, uh, Mississippi State. And I would be so happy if that happened. You guys don't even know. Um, <laughs> mainly because I'm not a huge Rashawn Gary fan. And he kind of seems to be like the uh, the obvious choice there. Um, but yeah, Montez Sweat at, uh, at 21. All right. So now we head to uh, 
what will be pick 34. Uh, the Seahawks, um, of course, trade pick 29, as I mentioned earlier, to Indy. Um, and this is where I have them snagging a wide receiver. Um, you know, I think I think Nikhil Harry might go in around the 29 range. So if they like him and they trade pick 21, then they may stick at 29 and take Nikhil Harry. Um, but in this case, I have them trading down to 34 and selecting Hakeem Butler, the wide receiver from Iowa State. Um, this guy is uh, is tantalizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I would probably lose my mind if they if they actually pick him. Yeah, Which he, I I know for a fact that they're not because every every player that I absolutely love they never take. <laughs> that's right. Um, the last player that I absolutely love that they took was Russell Wilson, and that was in 2012. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, and there was a few times where I was like, oh, don't draft Frank Clark and I'll be happy. Uh, well, don't draft, don't draft. What's his name from Michigan State, and I'll be happy. Uh, well, yeah, you know it's, but but I love Akeem <laughs> Butler. Uh, back to the more positive side of things, yeah. I really like Butler. He is a uh, a really interesting guy. Um, now, in general, I don't know exactly what the Seahawks will look at because they've never drafted a wide receiver this high before. Um, they have spent a second round pick on guys like Golden Tate. Um, and a third round pick on Tyler Lockett, but they've never drafted Paul Richardson. One. Paul Richardson was in the fifties, I think. Um, yeah. So it's not like they're afraid to spend draft capital at the position. Um, it's just what, who they picked has kind of been all over the board. Um, so at this point, if they drafted Dabo Samuel or Paris Campbell or Terry McLaurin, um, really anybody, any of those wide receivers makes sense at this spot. Um, or you can at least make the argument for, but I went with Butler for a few reasons. Um, number one, he's six foot five, 225 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, he's a big guy. All right. He also ran a four, four, eight 40 at the combine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. by the way, that also, he also sh- has amazing hands. Uh, yeah, he does struggle with drops, but I think a lot of that is terrible quarterback play at Iowa state. Um, and also I think there are some, uh, some concentration concerns there. Uh, which is not to be unexpected when your quarterback is terrible and you're worried that you're going to get your head taken off by going over yeah. the middle. I mean, um, on some of the tape that I saw from him, he he's making one-handed catches. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, he, the ball looks like a, a thimble in his hand. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's got like 11-inch hands or something like that, like yeah. just incredible hands. Um, and what's interesting about that is, is that you know, you would think for a six foot five guy, his vertical jump would be like uh, amazing. And it's really not. It's just slightly above average. I think it's in the 55th percentile. Um, but the guy knows how to use his body to box out defenders and just reach up and just pluck the ball out of midair. I mean, he's not he doesn't have to jump high because he understands how to position himself um, and screen himself away from the DB. Uh, so. Yeah, he's a really good jump ball guy, but I think, or he's a really good uh, red zone guy, but I think he's going to be really solid throughout the field. Um, obviously, like a lot of college guys, the route running needs work. Um, that's not going to be that big of a surprise to anybody. Um, and he may he may struggle if he gets jammed at the line. He may struggle to get past that um, early, just because again he's not the quickest guy in the world at six foot five. Um, he's fast, not quick. 
it seems like you're splitting hairs there, but it's it's a thing. Um, but uh, man, the guy is just physical. Um, go to YouTube, guys, and watch some of his highlight films. What the one thing that jumps out to me right away is that he just tosses DBs when he gets the ball in his hand. Like yeah. he he stiff arm guys and pushes them five yards downfield. Like he <laughs> yeah. looks for contact as a wide receiver. He wants to push you to the ground and then he wants to make fun of you that he pushed you on the ground. And then with the four four eight speed, he can break long touchdowns. He had over the last two years, he had eight touchdowns of forty yards or more over the last two years. And not a lot of those are just him running forty yards and catching the ball. There's a lot of yards after catch there. And again, it's a physical yards after catch. Um, so I, I'm really intrigued by Hakeem Butler. Um, I think you put him on the outside with, with uh, Tyler Lockett on the other side and maybe Doug Baldwin if he's healthy inside. And you, you've got a really dangerous three wide receiver set. So um, I would be perfectly happy if they took Hakeem Butler at 21, um, but I have them trading down here and snagging him in the early second round. So uh, that's, that's the, uh, the second pick, pick uh, 34. All right, so now it's a long drop, and uh, this is where the Seahawks could, um, this is where they could trade some next year draft capital. This is where they could uh, do some creative things like you did in your mock draft. But again, just going to keep it the way it is. Pick 100 um, after the trade downs. Uh, the Seahawks get their safety, and it's Amani Hooker, the safety from Iowa. Um, I really like this guy. Uh, he is. This is the second mock draft that I've written that I've had the Seahawks take him in. Um, you know, he trusts, he tests really well at the combine. Uh, he's kind of got a little bit of that day on Buchanan to him. If you guys remember him from the, uh, mm-hmm. from the Cardinals, he plays a little linebacker. Yeah. Um, a little Mark, Mark Barron. Right. Yep. You know, he he yeah. played little linebacker. He plays a little safety. Um, and he does both pretty well. Um, he is a good athlete. He's not an amazing athlete, but he's good. But he does, he is able to diagnose different types of routes. Uh, he understands coverage. He understands how offenses are going to try and beat the coverage. Um, he's a very instinctual and smart football player. Um, he will take some chances in year one, uh, and he'll probably get burned a few times. But he's also going to take chances and come up with great plays, interceptions, fumbles, things like that. Uh, the guy can turn the ball over for you. Um, but again, he, he does have some flaws. Uh, he doesn't have the, the red line to red line speed that Earl Thomas did. Um, very few do. Uh, so, and he doesn't, he doesn't have like, he's got a little bit of tightness in his hip. So if he has to break his back pedal, it takes a second for him to get back in gear. Uh, these are all things that you can work on. These are all things that can be improved with technique. Um, Pete Carroll, just give him talent in the secondary and watch him go to work. So um, I think I think Hooker makes a lot of sense. I know the Seahawks have talked to him um, at least once. Um, I think they had him at the uh, at the combine, uh, if I'm not mistaken. There, um, and uh, he's he's a really uh, sh- he's a really sound uh, tackler as well. He understands pursuit angles. Uh, he'll wrap you up. He he has a little bit of thump to his game, but it's not the biggest part. He's there to get you to the ground. Very similar uh, tackling style to KJ Wright. Um, just I'm here to make sure you get to the ground, and I'll blast you every once in a while just to make sure that you know I'm here. Um, so um, I really like that he's always around the pile. Um, 
you know, he doesn't give up on plays. He's just, he seems like a really sea hockey type of safety. Um, and I know you, I know that you've been a, a pretty big fan of his as well. So, yeah, I just, I'm not sure if he's going to fall that far. I, you know, cause most, I'm, of the, I'm, most of the mocks I saw had him in the 90 to 110 range. So this is, yeah. so this might be a bit of a stretch. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, like I would, I would love it. I, I, think i would prefer it over uh, over uh, him over marvell tell um because when i made the tell pick in mine i um i made it with the mindset that hooker's gone right um yeah i don't this know is, that's yeah, this that's, is a, where that's things... actually that's a good one actually like marvell tell versus amani hooker right this that's is one of those good. things where uh you when you get to this point in the draft it's really about beauties in the eye of the beholder um, so I could easily see a team fall in love with Imani Hooker and take him early in the third. Um, I could also see a team say, well, you know, there's still good safeties out there on the free agent market. And really, it seems like the NFL as a whole is devalued, is a devalued safeties. That's why there's so many good ones on the market. So I could also see him fall into the fourth round. Um, I, I don't think he falls much further than that. Uh, but this does seem to be the range where there are some other good safeties. Uh, Deontay Thompson, I believe, uh, from Alabama. Yeah. I've seen yeah. him in this range a lot too. Um, so there's, there's definitely going to be some options for Seattle here. Um, I just went with the safety that I like the best who I thought would actually had a chance to be alive at this stage. Um, yeah. So I went with hooker, but there's a lot of different uh, safeties you can go to here. The, the safety class in this draft is, is pretty decent. Um, I, I think it's, I mean, I know a lot of people love like Nasir Adderley and guys like that. And, they're, I mean, they're fine. I just I don't see a huge separation, to be honest, between the top guy and like the tenth guy in this class. So yeah, like Darnell Savage might be. Um, yep, he might even go first round. Uh, mm-hmm. It's starting to look like. And honestly, I I when I was first looking um, at the safety class, I was thinking because he he has a, he had a visit with the Seahawks, maybe third round they could trade up for him. Uh, actually, initially, when I when I made that trade for Whiteside, it was for Darnell Savage. Mm. Yeah, um, a lot. yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of good safeties, um, a lot of interesting safeties in this draft class. All right, so um, next up, we have pick uh, 124, um, and this is where I see Seattle snagging their tight end. Um, they're going to select uh, Drew Sample, the tight end from Washington. Mm. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about their hidden need for a tight end in during your mock draft. Um, Drew Sample is certainly not as exciting as Josh Oliver, um, but I like his game quite a bit. Uh, he's a very he's a very good football player, uh, more so than he is a good athlete. Um, not that he's a bad athlete, but um, he's much more of a pure tight end. Uh, yeah, he's a Y. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's just, you know, he's solid in the run game. He's a good blocker. He's not going to punish people like Will Disley, but he understands how to set an edge. He can get to the second level. He can put guys on the ground. Uh, he's just, he's a really smart, instinctual blocker in the run game, which is a must if you're going to, you know, be a tight end in the, uh, in the Seahawks, uh, running game, uh, unless you're a glorified wide receiver like Jimmy Graham. Um, so, but yeah, the tight, if you look at what the Seahawks have done at tight end, just in the last year, 
with adding Ed Dixon and Will Disley, they're making a transition back to this power tight end uh, who can help you in the in the pass game, but is more of a run blocker and extra lineman. Even last year, we saw them use George Fant in this style. Um, but yeah, I think he's a uh, I think he's a work in progress in the passing game. I don't think he's terrible there. I don't think he's going to be a negative. Um, he he's got pretty good hands, uh, not the most natural hands, but he'll he'll make uh, he'll make the catches he's supposed to. He doesn't have a huge route tree, but the one thing that I did saw I did see when I watched him, and I watched a lot of UW, um, he really seems to understand where the soft spots are going to be in zone defense, and he's really good at sitting in them and and helping his quarterback. So. Uh, yeah. You know, the route may call for him to go 12 yards downfield, but if he's got the soft spot at, you know, nine, then he'll take it there, um, give his quarterback an easy completion. So he's really good at that. And that type of uh, passing can really help Russell Wilson, who's not the best me- intermediate passer in the world. Um, so just having a guy who understands how to get open and where the open spots are going to be, that has value, especially when you add. Uh, when you add to his uh, run blocking ability, he could be a really nice weapon in uh, play action. Um, so right. he's, he's fast enough to beat some linebackers. He's big enough to out to body some safeties. Um, the more athletic guys will give him some issues, but again, you're drafting a, a uh, run blocker who can help you in the passing game, as opposed to a pass catcher who may or may not help you in the running game. Um, sure. Yeah, the term I use to describe his blocking style is that he's a he's a technician. He's a mechanic. He's fundamentally sound. He understands where the gap he understands, you know, his assignment. He understands how to uh set the edge. He understands all of this stuff. He, he understands how to peel guys outside and inside. He can move the block he can move the rushers to wherever he wants to move them to. He's strong enough to do that. He's just a really good, solid, above average athlete above average run blocker, probably an average pass catcher, but there is some upside there. Um, and I just think Seattle is going to need to add a tight end. And I drew sample, I think is a solid player with a really high floor. Uh, maybe not the high ceiling in the world, but I think his floor is so good that he's a number two tight end all day, every day. Um, mm-hmm. and I think there's enough upside there to justify taking him at 124. So, um, I'm going with, uh, with drew sample out of, uh, Washington. All right, um, pick 129. I have the Seahawks selecting Max Crosby, an edge rusher from Eastern okay. Michigan. Um, this guy is an athlete. Um, he's he's a, uh, I mean, he dominated Eastern Michigan, and he kind of doesn't really look like he knows how to play football. Um, <laughs> he's... <laughs> He's a like I said, he's a very good athlete, uh, three sigma athlete. They gave him a, uh, they put him in the 88th percentile of all NFL players in terms of athletic uh, prowess. I think he was at a 1.5 sigma or uh, Z score. Just so you know, three is elite, uh, zero is average. So 1.5 is uh, quite good um, there as well. In 2018, uh, he had 70 tackles. 19 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks, four uh, four passes uh, defense at the line of scrimmage, and he forced four fumbles. The guy has long arms. He's fast. He's quick. Um, not he needs to add strength. That's that's his biggest issue right now. Um, if a guy like Jermaine Effetti can actually get his hands on him, he's going to the ground. I mean, there's just 
there's not a whole lot of muscle there. Um, but again, that is something that you can add at the NFL level. We have seen it in the past. Uh, adding strength is not is not uh, all that hard when you talk about guys who trying to shave a tenth of a second off their forty time. You know, it's much easier to add strength than it is to add speed. Um, honestly, he reminds me a little bit of Cassius Marsh. Um, I think his upside is higher than Marsh, obviously. Uh, but Marsh was picked around this area. Uh, a few years back for Seattle, he's gets to the passer, good athlete. You're hoping you can teach him to be more of a football player than an athlete. Um, I really like him. I think he's going to be at worst a solid rotational piece as you try to uh, as you try to replace Frank Clark. So I think I I think the Seahawks are going to like this guy based purely on his athleticism. I know they're going to like the production, um, something the Seahawks tend to target uh, production as well. So. Um, I guess for Crosby, it comes down to, <coughs> sorry, I, it comes down to, does he love football? And I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's why you have to do your homework on a guy like him. Uh, but I really like Max Crosby. I think he's a really solid, uh, you know, rotational depth, depth piece who can get you 30 snaps a game. And then, uh, I don't know, seven to eight sacks a year once he's fully developed. Um, I think, I think he's a, I think he's a pretty good player and an interesting name to watch, uh, in this draft, uh, in particular. So, um, grab the second edge there to compliment Montez sweat. Cool. <coughs> now, so by the way, it's starting yeah. to look like Quentin Williams might be the number one pick. <laughs> See, that's funny because I saw, uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll get to that when we do our actual mock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's funny because I did see something yesterday that had me uh, pause for a minute. Mm. All right. So next up, pick one thirty five. I took him. I Ty, you know who I'm talking about. I just I couldn't not take him. Okay. Uh, we uh, Ty and I both love this guy, and his name is Darwin Thompson. He is a running back from Utah State. <laughs> yes, the Seahawks are going to take another running back higher than they probably should. I don't care. This guy is special. All right. Yeah. Let me just uh, run down. Uh, by the way, this guy wasn't even invited to the combine, but here's his pro day numbers. And you guys tell me whether you think this guy's a special athlete or not. All right. First of all, he's five foot eight, um, weighs about 190, 200 pounds, give or take. <laughs> He's got the yeah. biceps of Robert Turbin, uh, <laughs> if you guys can remember that. Uh, so right there, that's worth taking him. Um, and he comes from the school. That he Robert comes from Turbin. Utah State that Robert Turbin yep. did, sure. <coughs> and uh, at his at his uh, his school's pro day, he ran a, a four five forty. Uh, that's handheld, so it's between four five to four six somewhere in there. Still plenty fast. Yep. Sure. Pretty good. 39-inch vertical jump. That would have ranked third at the combine among running backs. He had, a, <laughs> yeah, he had a 10-foot, 6-inch broad jump, which would have ranked fifth at the combine. Uh-huh. Uh, the Seahawks love explosive running backs, and those two tests right there are really what judge the explosion. Uh, they're the tests that you look at and say, okay, here's the explosion factor right there. Um, but by the way, he's not done. Bench press, right? How many times can you put up 225 pounds? Well, Darwin Thompson did it 28 times. 
at five foot, five foot eight, five foot nine, 190 pounds. Oh my God. 28 times. He put up more than his body weight 28 times. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, pro football focus, they gave him the 19th highest grade amongst all the running backs in the NFL or in the, uh, in the draft this year. And you never heard of him. Um, he himself compares himself to Tariq Cohen, the, uh, the bears little fun, little, uh, weapon that they like to use. Um, and you can kind of see why, um, by the way, he ranked very highly in the, uh, in the pro football focus, uh, receiving metrics. Um, but aside from all the, uh, all the testing and all that fun stuff, um, pro football focus gave him huge grades after contact. If only we knew a, a team that liked a physical running game <laughs> because Tom, they rank, they gave Thompson the second highest elusiveness rating in the entire country in this draft, the second highest. So he can make guys miss. They gave him 19th at avoiding contact, ranked him 19th at avoiding contact. Again, he makes guys miss, but he was 15th in yards after contact in the entire country. And he was eighth in yards after contact per attempt. So he can make you miss and he can run through you. Um, He can catch the ball. He's fast. He's a freak athlete. Um, This dude, if you're looking to replace, you know, Mike Davis as your third down running back, um, you're not sold on CJ Procise or JD McKissick. This dude is a baller. He is a freak athlete. He is a guy who can tilt the uh, the field in his favor every time he goes out there. Um, I love this guy. Um, And the Seahawks, they're at least intrigued because they've met with him twice which is a pretty big indicator of what could go down. So I, I'm just saying Darwin Thompson is one of those guys that is going to go, that may go higher than this. And people are going to be like, what, what, why? And then a year later, they're going to be like, Oh, that's why Uh, Darwin Thompson is one of the best running backs in this draft. And nobody is talking about him. So um, if he falls to the Seahawks at this pick and they take him, I will be giddy like a little girl. So, Darwin Thompson, pick 135. All right. All right. So here we go. Pick 154, second to last pick. All right. And in this particular mock draft, I went off the board a little bit. I didn't do the the standard thing. I had the Seahawks select Gardner Minshew, quarterback WSU. Um, I do think the Seahawks are going to look to draft a quarterback in this draft. Personally, I wouldn't be upset if they spent, you know, depending on – obviously how they move up and down the board and whatnot. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if they spent a third or a fourth round pick on a guy like Ryan Finley, who I really like. I really like Ryan Finley. Um, I just don't think he's going to get to a point where it would make sense for the Seahawks to draft him. Um, in past mock drafts, I've talked about Tyree Jackson from Buffalo, <coughs> who is just a huge, uh, huge quarterback, very Cam Newton like, um, yeah, actually, um, Initial, probably like right like right before we recorded our Mar- Mariners podcast, like 20 minutes before then, I had uh, Tyree Jackson at 97 instead of Mikael Harmon. Yeah, uh, I, I would believe it. the guy is insane. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it, all the tools in the world, not really a quarterback per se, just kind of a an athlete who can throw the football really far. 
Um, but again, with Russell Wilson, you're just looking for that developmental piece. Um, so there are some other guys I considered, but at this stage of the draft, um, Brett Rippon was another guy I looked at. Um, there, there's some, there's some decent other guys, but I went with Gardner Minshew, um, for a very specific reason. Um, by the way, one other guy to look for is Easton stick, uh, yeah. North Dakota state quarterback. I like him quite a bit too, but I went with Gardner Minshew because there's been a very consistent message that John Schneider has sent out about quarterbacks and what he looks for when he drafts guys. Um, and he's only drafted what two. Um, so whatever, <clears throat> but, uh, he always uses the phrase, I want a quarterback who tilts the room. All right. I want a guy who walks into the room and he changes the entire program. I don't want, you know, a quarterback who's just another guy. I don't want, you know, I want somebody who can drastically change the outlook of my program. Gardner Minshew did that at WSU this year. Um, if you're a Cougar fan, I don't have to tell you much more about that. The dude walked into the room and owned it. He was a Heisman contender. He took a, a you know, a pretty good college football program, certainly not a great one. He got them within one win of the Rose Bowl. He helped heal an entire campus after the tragic loss of Tyler Helinski. Um, Minshew walks into the, everybody loves the guy, his teammates just took him like two weeks on campus to become a captain. Like they love Gardner Minshew. And to me, that's the very definition of tilting the room, um, is what Gardner Minshew did at at WSU this year. So, um, on the field, of course, uh, he's a smart quarterback. He really is. His arm strength, I would say is about average. Um, but he makes, he is a really smart with his ball placement and he can make all the throws because of it. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are, you know, he's on the smaller side. Um, he is, um, but you know, he's a, he's a sneaky, good athlete. He makes a lot of plays with his legs. He buys time in the pocket. He's really good in the red zone. Uh, I know that a lot of people are also concerned that he plays in a, uh, the, uh, air raid offense. And that's, that's a legitimate concern, which is why nobody's going to take him as a starter. Um, they're going to take him and develop him. Um, but he takes care of the football. He's accurate. He's smart. He's tough. He's a leader. Um, the NFL, NFL.com compared him to Chase Daniels, who has been a backup quarterback in this league for a long, a long, long time. Uh, pretty quality guy to have. And if he's, you're sitting there in the fifth round and there's nobody you love on the board, I have no issue taking Minshew and grooming him to be my backup. Um, I I don't know. I, I think the guys' intangibles are off the charts, and I think intangibles at the quarterback position matter a great deal to John Schneider. Um, so that's why I would I, I'm perfectly comfortable taking Gardner Minshew. Um, Plus, in the, with we, this get, pick. we gotta have we gotta have that mustache on the team, man. <laughs> that's right, baby. Uh, Plus, uh, you know, it would make the preseason fun. To to go back to baseball talk, that is an eighty grade mustache. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I always well, think of because it's, it's it's got it's got the creepy level to it. <laughs> oh man, I, mustache. <laughs> I always thought of uh, Sam Elliott is the guy who had yeah. the eighty grade mustache. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe Minshew's like a seventy, but uh, it, it's it's plus. That's for sure. It's a plus tool of his. So. It's um, a plus tool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I actually I really like Gardner Minshew though as a backup yeah. um, for a couple of years. So yeah. 
Um, and pick 159, their final pick. Again, I think there is a, a good chance that the Seahawks use some draft capital next year to move into the uh, the later rounds this year. Um, but for our purposes here, my final pick is a uh, cornerback um, from the University of Miami, Michael Jackson. Uh, no, not <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> As people start singing Thriller right now. Uh, <laughs> my... yeah. I believe we don't get a hit with a copyright strike. <laughs> Well, I mean, I the guy's name is Michael Jackson. I don't know what you want me to say. Um, <laughs> not the pedophile. I don't. I don't know what you want me to. I. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Alleged. Um, okay. <laughs> with some pretty strong evidence. Um, so, uh, anyways, back to the Michael Jackson that um, is not famous yet. Um, at uh, at Miami, this guy is. A, you talk about corners who are Seahawks and they don't know it yet. Uh, Michael Jackson has 33-inch arms. He ran a 4.4540. He posted a 40-inch vertical jump, and he had above-average 20-yard shuttle times. Um, he's also a uh, six-foot-one, if I uh, if I'm remembering correctly. So we have a tall, long, fast, quick, explosive cornerback in round five. Uh huh. Yep. I mean, do I need to say much more? Um, <laughs> right. But again, the uh, <clears throat> he does have some work to do. Uh, he needs to he needs to be better in man man coverage. Uh, he also is not the best at finding the football uh, when it's in the air and all that stuff. So there is definitely some work to do. But again, if you're going to trust Pete Carroll with any aspect of his team, it's the secondary. So. Again, there's work to be done here, but he does have the raw tools, kind of like Mike Tyson. Um, yeah. A few years back, if you remember him, uh, that didn't work out, but you, you know Trey Flowers did. So um, yeah. I think there's some legitimate <laughs> potential here for Michael Jackson to make a name for himself, similar to Mike Tyson, ironically. There, there's a uh, there's some potential for um, Michael Jackson to moonwalk into a position with the Seahawks if uh if you're picking up what I'm throwing down here sure just like okay. there was a chance for Mike Tyson to beat his way into the starting lineup <laughs> so yeah so so that's my mock draft um so, yeah we're All too right. easily entertained so I had Montez just real fast I had Montez Sweat Hakeem Butler uh Amani Hooker uh, Drew Sample, Max Crosby, Darwin Thompson, Gardner Minshew, and Michael Jackson uh, as the draft hall this year for the Seahawks. Sweet. All right. All right. So now I guess we will go ahead and wrap this up. And we are over already over an hour, so assignment failed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, we got time, though. So let's uh, – it's over an hour. Deal with it. So let's go ahead and let's do our NFL uh, first round mock draft. So guys, the way this is going to work is that, um, as I said earlier in the podcast over an hour ago, so you may have forgotten, um, (laughs) Ty and I are going to alternate picks here uh, and work our way down through the top 32 of the draft. There will be no trades allowed, which we know isn't realistic, but neither is the two mock drafts we just laid out in front of you. So who the hell cares? Um, so I will take uh, pick. So I'm going to take the odd picks one, three, five, and so on. Ty is going to take the even picks two, four, six, and so on. 
um, with one exception, I will be trading my uh, my 29th pick selection basically for his uh, 30th pick. That way we each get to make one Seahawks selection in this mock draft. Um, nice that it worked out that way. So um, let me go ahead and pull up real fast. Let me go ahead and pull up the, uh, the draft order. Um, and we will begin. Now, you mentioned earlier about uh, some possible shakeup at pick one. You want to go ahead and uh, fill me in there? Yeah, so <clears throat> it appears that um, what's his name? The the GM for the Cardinals. Kime. Kime Steve Kime. Yeah, yep. he apparently has called Quentin Williams to tell him that he's still a possibility, which is right. usually a good sign. Um, which, I mean, if Kyler Murray doesn't go to Arizona, that creates quite the, uh, quite, quite some noise. <laughs> there's, there's going to be a lot of movement if uh, be, Murray uh, doesn't go number one. Quite the trickle down effect. And I'll tell you who would love it the most is the New York Jets. <laughs> yep. Because San yep. Francisco's not going to take Murray. Um, and if the Cardinals take, uh, Quentin Williams, then, I would imagine that the Raiders are quite interested in Kyler Murray. I would imagine that the Giants at that point would be interested in Kyler Murray. I would think, um, I would think uh, Denver would be quite interested in Kyler Murray. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, Washington, Miami, Miami, yeah, yeah. So uh, that would be quite interesting. So, um, so I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go then? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's just uh, let's do a rapid fire. You know, we didn't obviously we don't have a lot of time. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, at this point, what's I mean, at this point, we've already blown through the timeline. Um, yeah. What's the uh, what time is the draft? Uh, five o'clock. OK. All right. Cool. All right. Um, let's, uh, all right. Let me pull up the draft order and we'll get. Well, if you want to make number one, let's. Sure. Um. I kind of think this whole thing has been posturing by the Cardinals to get a trade partner for number one where they can move down. Again, we talked about Oakland wanting to move up. Uh, Could they get move up for four and 27 or whatever it is? Maybe. Um, So I think that's something that they would consider. But since we can't do trades here, I'm going to stick with the boring selection. I am going to say that with the number one overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray uh, quarterback, Oklahoma. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Number two, I'm going to be boring as well. Nick Bosa, defensive end, Ohio State for uh, for the 49ers. Nick Bosa. And we, we're going to uh, post uh, this mock draft on our Twitter, and you can keep up with it if you're into that kind of thing and keep score and see how stupid we are. Uh, <clears throat> probably happened in the first five picks. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Hey, we never claim to be draft experts. We're just nerds who like the draft. Um, all right, so number three belongs to the New York Jets. Again, I think the Jets are really trying to trade out of this, but we can't trade in this mock, so I'm really left with two options. Um, I am going to go ahead and say that they are going to select... I'm trying to decide between two guys. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say they select Quinnen Williams, uh, defensive tackle, Alabama. Really? You think they'll go after Williams over um, Josh Allen? <clears throat> yeah, I, I do. Allen wasn't even my second uh, 
my second pick. Who was the other? Ed Oliver? Uh, Yeah. Okay. It sounds like his stock has really skyrocketed the last couple days. Um, So, yeah, I I was trying to decide between Oliver and Williams. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, also Josh Allen is a – is a totally justifiable, really good pick there as well. So, right. Um, number four, Oakland. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to, since you went with Quentin Williams, I'm going to go with Ed Oliver for the, um, for the Raiders. I really like Oliver. I, um, <clears throat> I think he has a huge, huge potential in this league and that would be a huge gift for the Raiders. And it looks like the Raiders are going to be, um, going defense over offense in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Sure. Um, so we get to pick five, Tampa Bay. Uh, this is interesting because I don't know if they thought Josh Allen was a real possibility, but he still is on the board for us. Um, <clears throat> but I also have seen a lot, a lot, a lot of links to um, Devin White, the linebacker out of LSU. Uh, they seem to really like this guy. Um they do have a need at linebacker as well. So I am going to go ahead and say, again, <clears throat> I, it's between Josh Allen this time and Devin White. I'm actually going to take Devin White for the Bucks here, uh, the linebacker out of LSU. So Devin White, LSU. So that leaves us to number six of the uh, New York Giants. All right. So this one is interesting because yeah. there, there was the late report, I think it was yesterday, that the Giants are looking at Daniel Jones at possibly mm-hmm. number six. But I mean, if Josh Allen is there at number six, they, they're right. taking Allen. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go Josh Allen. Right. Especially they, you know, they just traded uh, Olivier uh, Vernon, Vernon. And uh, right. yeah. So um, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense for them. I would imagine that uh, Giants fans would be thrilled for Josh Allen to fall to them. <clears throat> All right. So uh, number seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so obviously the Jaguars are, are bummed that they didn't get Allen. Um, I think, I mean, they like Nick Foles, so they're not going to draft a quarterback here. Um, defense is still pretty solid. I think what they could really use is some offensive line help. Um, <clears throat> and to me, the best guy in this draft is uh, Jonah Williams, the uh, tackle from Alabama. So with the uh, seventh overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select uh, Jonah Williams, tackle uh, Alabama. All right. Um, so number eight, let's see here. The Lions. Ooh, this is a hard one to pet. The Lions are always a weird team in the draft. Um, man. Let's see here. Let me think. All right, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, they need a tight end. So I'm going to say they take TJ Hawkinson. Ooh, number eight okay. Pick. Yeah. I think that is the first kind of surprising pick. Yeah, I, I don't even know that story work because Hawkinson's a really good player. Um, yeah. I just don't know how many people have Hawkinson pegged that high. I think a lot of people have him in the 16 to 20 range, but I, I mean, that's perfectly legitimate to me so uh, Kuiper has him at number seven to the Jaguars wow his, okay yeah so 
So there we but go. Also, Mel, Mel Kiper is also a moron. So <laughs> you know. he's he's not he's not too great anymore. Um, so we'll go down to Buffalo. <coughs> Buffalo at number nine. This is also interesting. They have Josh Allen. They believe in him. Um, they've been trying to add edge rushers. Seems like all season, uh, all off season at least. Um, but I don't really have anybody here that I think they would take at edge. Um, I think all the best guys are probably gone. I, I, I'm guessing they would strongly consider a guy like Brian Burns here. Um, but yeah, I just don't see it. Um, honestly, I think they go, I think they go offensive line, try and protect their franchise quarterback. Um, so, I mean, that really, to me, that leaves two guys. That leaves Andre Dillard and Jawan Taylor um, as kind of the next best guys. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit of a surprise here. I'm going to have the Bills take Andre Dillard. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Left tackle. I can see it, though. Left tackle, WSU. All right. That's a good one. <clears throat> Number um, 10. Broncos? Uh, Broncos. Dwayne Haskins. Has Ooh. to be, right? If Dwayne Haskins is there at 10, they have to take him. I feel like, at least. Uh, I know the reports say that they really like Drew Locke as well. Um, So we'll see. But I think, yeah, 10, they have to take a quarterback one way or the other. Um, There's not just like an overly valuable, uh, like can't believe it, uh, pick there. So um, there's not like an insane value available to him. So sure. Um, And I I would also take Haskins over Locke, but I really don't like either of them. Thank, Thank goodness the Seahawks have a quarterback, man. (laughs) <laughs> all right um pick 11 the cincinnati Bengals. cincinnati's kind of a weird team um yeah uh they they really like new head coach right uh yep. kind of the rams offensive-minded head coach yep um they have a quarterback in a very general sense um <laughs> I think, again, I I think the Bengals make a lot of sense for Dillard, to be honest with you. Um, I know that they traded for Cordy Glenn, who's still a solid left tackle, but they don't really have much on the right side in ways of offense. I think with the offensive head coach, he's going to want to do everything he can to keep, um, to keep Andy Dalton upright and uh, keep his offense going. They have good wide receivers already. They have a good, uh, they have a good uh, running back at least on the field. Um, They have a quarterback who's a good placeholder tight end, maybe, but Hawkinson's off the board. I think this is too early for Noah Fant. So I think I'm going to go ahead and give the Bengals my other top, uh, my other top lineman that's left here. And that would be uh, Jawan Taylor, the tackle from Florida. Okay, cool. All right. So so I got, I got the Packers, right? Yep. All right. Um, ooh, this is a good one. Uh, what are the some good players on the board? Packers need a tight end. Yep. Uh, well, they have Jimmy Graham, but who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm gonna say that. Uh, you know what? I think the Packers go with a little bit of surprise here. I'm gonna go. Uh, Montez Sweat to the Packers. Ooh, nice. Okay. 
Montez Sweat. They've spent quite a bit of money on their edge rushers this offseason, so um, why not add another one? Uh, Mississippi State. All right, so number 13, we have the Miami Dolphins. Um, This is interesting here because they're not going to— You know what? what? Scratch that. Scratch the the sweat pick. Now that I think about it, Devin Bush. Ooh, okay. Devin Bush makes more sense for for the Packers. Just because the Packers have spent so much money on their defensive line already. Yeah, and also, you know, their linebacker Matthews. Yeah, yeah, linebacker group is kind of, uh, you know, they got Jake Ryan and Blake Martinez. Uh, You know, they're okay, but Devin Bush is really good. Yep, really good player. Uh, Definitely a top ten talent. Um, All right, so as I said, Miami's pretty interesting. They're not going to take a quarterback this year. Um, Drew Locke is still on the board, but I don't think I think they're really going to play for um, what's it, Tua, whatever his name is from Alabama next year. Yeah. Um, and I, so I, I think, hmm, see, this is where I don't know a ton about Miami. I know they're kind of rebuilding squad. I know next year they're kind of basically, um, basically trade. Uh, you know, I, they'll probably trade this pick because I think they only have like six picks or something like that. So they'll probably trade this one. Um, but since we can't trade, I think they'll probably head to the defensive line. Um, and I think they'll add a uh, a Clemson defensive lineman. I'm just trying to decide which one. Uh, or, no, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say that the Dolphins take the plunge and they take Rashawn Gary. Okay. Rashawn Gary, defensive end, Michigan. I know they need help at the edge rush, and if Rashawn Gary's shoulder is an issue, it doesn't really matter all that much to him this year because they're not trying to win anyway. So they'll take Rashawn Gary and kind of use this year as a redshirt season and play him a little bit when they can and, uh, and go on from there. So I'll take Rashawn Gary to the Dolphins. All right. Uh, so Falcons, you're up with the Atlanta this, Falcons? Yeah, I think this one's actually kind of easy. Um, Brian mm-hmm. Burns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense for them, especially, you know, Vic Beasley's kind of just fallen off the face of the earth for the last two years. Um, yeah. They they need edge rush. Um, and uh, Burns is the best, best available there. Uh, I mean, there is Montez Sweat, who you know, I gave to the Packers for a little bit, but I feel like Burns makes more sense uh, sure. for them, for the Falcons. Sure. All right. So uh, Washington is up next. Um, this one seems pretty easy to me too. Uh, I think they, I think they really want Haskins. I don't think he'll be there, um, but I do think they want to address the quarterback position. Unfortunately, Alex Smith is definitely, uh, I mean, that injury last year, there's a lot more important things than football on his mind right now. Um, so I think that with Smith out and Haskins off the board, I think they go for uh, quarterback Drew Locke from uh, Missouri. Not a big fan of his, but teams are stupid. And uh, the, Washington is certainly one of the dumber teams in the league. So they're desperate. They'll take the quarterback, Drew Locke. Out of Missouri. So you are up next. Pick 16, the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. That's the good one. Um, hmm. They have a lot of places they could go here. Um, 
Yeah, actually, I think this is going to be where Montez Sweat ends up. I yep. think that, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Montez Sweat. All right, so here we go. Pick seventeen is the uh, the New York Giants, and I'm going to believe everything I've heard about the Giants, and also believe that they're pretty stupid as well. And they're going to take Daniel Jones, the quarterback from uh, Duke. Uh, Daniel Jones, QB, Duke. I don't dislike Daniel Jones. I just like him a lot more as a late second, uh, early third round pick. And honestly, I don't think he's. I don't think he's better than Ryan Finley, who's probably a third round pick. So, uh, but I, apparently the Jet, their Giants do. So they take Daniel Jones with pick seventeen. Okay. Um. So Vikings. <laughs> Vikings. Um. Vikings just lost uh, Sheldon Richardson. Yep. So let's give them. Uh, Let's give them Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, uh, defensive tackle from uh, Clemson, right? Yep. All right. Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle, Clemson. Pick 19 belongs to the uh, Tennessee Titans. So, hmm. See, again, I, I don't know a ton about the Titans. So um, based on what little research I did before uh, we yesterday, before we did all this, um, it's my understanding that the Titans uh, really like their tackles. Um, Conklin and uh, Luan. Yeah. So but they're not too thrilled with their in, interior uh, interior linemen. So I think this is where they draft uh, a guard. Um, I d- I'm not sure which one they'll take. Uh, there's two guys who kind of make sense here. Um, maybe three. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just because we're running out of time, I'm going to take uh, – I'll take Garrett Bradbury uh, from NC State. So okay. Garrett Bradbury. NC State. All right, pick 20. Steelers. Yep. Ooh. This is Ooh. interesting, man. This is a, this is a team. All right. I mean, um, they, they could go quarterback. They could go receiver. They have, uh, you know, offensive line needs. They have secondary needs. I I mean, there's there's a lot of ways they could go, man. Yeah. Ooh. Um, sheesh. Uh, all right. They just lost Ramon Foster mm-hmm. on the offensive line. So I'm actually going to give them um, uh, Cody Ford. Interesting. Okay. Um, here we go. Cody Ford. Uh, fresh my memory. What school did Cody Ford go to again? Uh, Oklahoma. 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 Yep. Um, all right. So that brings us to 21. Seattle Seahawks. Uh, uh, this is tough because basically all the edge rushers that I liked at this spot are now off the board. Um, <laughs> Burns, Montez Sweat, um, Rashawn Gary to a lesser degree. And also I feel like Gary is 
more or less destined to be a Seahawk. And I, I'm not in love with him. Um, I just certainly see the this, the value of him, but uh, not really a big fan of his. So, um, so I'm trying to decide. Hmm, do they go wide receiver here? Because so far, all of them are on the board. We haven't taken a wide receiver yet. Um, so they have their choice of wide receiver. And I can't trade this pick, so I have to make it. Um, otherwise, I would definitely assume that they would trade this pick. Um, so I'm leaning wide receiver. But with that second with that second first-round pick, I don't know if they would just wait. Uh, because, again, all of them are on the board. And so they're, they're probably going to have their choice. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a player that I actually don't love at this spot. But again, I don't have any other options. I'm going to have the Seahawks select Nasir Adderley, the safety um, from, uh, what is it, UConn? Or, uh, sorry. Um, He's from Delaware. Delaware. Thank you. So, right. Again, I not what I want to do, and I don't think the Seahawks will either, but... I just, the way this particular board fell, I don't see much unless they're going to surprise people and take a uh, a wide receiver or a tight end that early. Mm-hmm. So uh, number 22 is up, and that is the uh, Baltimore Ravens. All right. This is an interesting one. Um, I think they're going to go wide receiver here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makes sense. I just, I just don't know who. There are a lot to choose from. Um Literally anybody on the board. Yeah, we have not taken uh, a wide receiver yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one that kind of stings for the Seahawks, Nikhil Harry. Uh, I think he fits uh, what they what they want to do. Uh, the, the Ravens kind of have that you know unselfish receiver by committee type of offense. Uh, Nikhil Harry's that kind of guy. He's not a guy that needs you know ten to fifteen targets a game. Um, you know, because the, the, the Ravens aren't going to pass at all. Right. Uh, wait, did the Ravens get a running back in the um, free agency? I, oh, yeah, they got Mark Ingram. They got yeah. Mark Ingram. Yeah. Solid player, man. Yeah. So, uh, Nikhil Harry at 22, the first wide receiver off the board. Interesting. Not DK Metcalf. Hollywood Brown or yeah. So, and I totally see it. I, based on what we're reading today, uh, Nikhil Harry is going to go. He might be the first wide receiver off the board. I know a lot of teams really like him. Um, All right. So here we go. Pick 23. uh, Houston Texans. Hmm. So we know the offensive line is a, uh, area of concern for them. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think there's really an offensive lineman worth taking uh, at this point. Um, so I think they're going to address their second biggest need, which is a uh, cornerback. And this is where, Se- or, uh, this is where a uh, UW uh, corner Byron Murphy is going to go. So All right. Byron Murphy, cornerback UW to the uh, Houston Texans pick 24 is up. And that is the, uh, Oakland Raiders. So, who's Oakland taking? Hmm. <coughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Josh Jacobs. Uh, Marshawn nice. just retired. Uh, they 
they don't really have another running back in house. So yeah, I think Josh Jacobs makes some sense for them. All right. Uh, number 25, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I kind of think the Eagle, the Eagles need a wide receiver. Uh, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's great, but Nelson Aguilar has kind of been a disappointment. There's been some talk that they might try to trade him. They aren't sure if they're going to pick up an option on him. I, so I think they're probably going to need a wide receiver. Um, and like the only one is off the board right now. Um, so I am actually going to take maybe a bit of a surprise to people. I'm going to take uh, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, um, a wide receiver from Oklahoma. So Oklahoma wideouts. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown is interesting because he's really small. He's like 165 yeah. pounds. But, you know, um, <clears throat> didn't seem to be an issue for Deshaun Jackson. And what team did Deshaun Jackson get his career started in? Hmm. Yeah, so just seems <laughs> to make sense. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Marquise Brown there. So uh, number 26, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm going to go with do 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 do. Hmm, this is a tough team to really pack. Yeah. Uh, I think they're also going to go wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get punches, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, great player. Uh, I'm gonna go DK Metcalf to the uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. DK Metcalf, wide receiver. It, uh, <clears throat> it just sounds like an Indianapolis Colts wide receiver name. It really too. does. Yeah, DK <laughs> Metcalf. Um, all right. So pick 27, the Raiders are back on the, back on the, uh, on the clock here. All right. So, so far, because the Raiders have three first round picks, they're a little harder to peg. Um, with pick number four, they took Ed Oliver, uh, they're 24 or sorry, pick four. Uh, they took Ed Oliver pick 24. They take Jacobs. <clears throat> they have a lot of holes to fill. Um, and, um, you know what? Man, this is hard to peg. Um, I do think wide receiver is still a need. I know they traded for Antonio Brown, but, I mean, that's it. Um, I know that they also need tight end help. Uh, Noah Fant is still on the board, so that's an interesting option. I think uh, their defense definitely needs some work, and it sounds like this is going to be a defensive draft for them. So I am going to go ahead and make the selection of Jonathan Abrams, safety from uh, Mississippi State. Ooh, all right. Uh, by the way, Abrams is a guy that I think the Seahawks would be interested in because he likes to hurt people. Um, <laughs> so I think that may be something that uh, they might take a look at, but uh, who knows. Um, so we've reached the point now where uh, we're going to do our little flip-flop because – uh, t- uh, t- I want Ty to be able to make one of the Seahawks picks. So Ty, you are on the board for picks 28 to the Chargers and then pick 29, which belongs to the Seahawks. And then sure. I will be on the board for back-to-back picks. Sure. Um, all right, Chargers. Ooh. Um, hmm. They need some offensive line help, don't they? Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... I'm gonna go Caleb McGarry. Ooh, 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nick McGarry is is usually pegged in what the second round, so yeah, it's not it's not a terrible reach. And uh, McGarry's a he's a good player, so um, I like that. All right. Uh, Twenty nine. The Seahawks. What do they do with their second round pick? All right. Um. Well, I'm just going to do this for fun's sake because I really want him. Keem Butler, please, God, let it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Right there with you, man. Keem Butler, Iowa State. Um, So that would be the Seahawks getting Nasir Adderley and Hakeem Butler um, without trading down, uh, which, I mean, seems pretty likely they're going to do. I would be quite happy with that. Uh, that that uh, definitely works for me. You you know what would be the more realistic selection though? Terry McLaurin, <laughs> uh, but not as fun. So yeah, not as fun. All right, so uh, the Packers are back on the clock for uh, pick number thirty here. Um, the Packers also picked at thirteen, and you gave them Devin Bush, right? Yeah. All right. Um. I think that this is where we see maybe a bit of a surprise, maybe not, kind of depending on what draft board you look at. You look at. I think the Packers are going to continue to address the defense. This time they're going to go address the secondary, and I think they're going to take Juan Thornhill. Ooh. Yeah, the right. safety from Virginia. I think, uh, I think he's a good player. I think he's probably more of a second-rounder, but uh, – Again, because we can't trade down, need does play a role here. So um, I'll take Thornhill. I think he's a pretty good player. So, um, all right. So now we get down to the uh, we get down to number thirty-one, the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, honestly, I think offensive lineman makes the most sense for them, but I don't have anybody any offensive linemen left on the, uh, on my first round, like ranks or anything like that. Um, it seems like a really good spot for them to trade down. Um, but I guess I think safety would also make some sense, but Abrams is off the board. So is Adderley and, um, Thornhill. So, you know what? I'm going to have some fun. What's that? No, 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 no. Um, well, so I'm, here's the deal. I'm trying to decide between two players. All right. Okay. And, and I want you to try and talk me, uh, talk me into one or the other. Okay. And I, I don't know if either of these picks are that realistic, but, uh, anyways, so two names for the Rams here. Ready? Okay. Let me make sure nobody's drafted either of these guys. Okay. Yeah. Noah Fant, the tight end. Okay. Or Paris Campbell, the wide receiver from Ohio state. Who's got. Percy Harvin written all over him. Hmm. You know what? Honestly, if I were if I were in your shoes, I would have gone Christian Wilkins. Oh, is he still on the board? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nope. You're right. (laughs) Definitely going Christian. (laughs) Well, okay. I just assumed he had been taken. Okay. Good call there. Thank you for that. I. Okay. Yeah. I need to keep better track. I guess. we so, also haven't called Clellan Farrell. <laughs> we haven't called Noah Fat. No, we've 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 missed on a couple guys here. But hey, you know, it's our world. You're just well, living in it, listeners. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you can still uh, you can still take one of those guys. You got the the New England Patriots. So yeah, so um, they're they're taking Fan. Gronk's gone. Yeah, yeah, Fan. <laughs> so there we go. Um, <clears throat> so just to recap real fast uh, before we sign off here, the uh, we have Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, Quinnen Williams, Ed Oliver, Devin White in the top five. Uh, Josh Allen, Jonah Williams, TJ Hawkinstein, Andre Dillard, Dwayne Haskins, six through 10, Juwan Taylor, Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary, Brian Burns, um, and Drew Locke is uh, 11 through 15. Sweat, uh, Montez Sweat, which breaks my heart. Uh, Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Garrett Bradbury and Cody Ford are 16 through 20. The Seahawks get on the board with Nasir Adderley because Ty was a dick and didn't let me get any of the edge guys. Um, and I can't <laughs> trade down. Uh, 22 is uh, Nikhil Harry, Byron Murphy. The UW product goes 23. Josh Jacobs, 24. Marquise Brown goes 25. Um, Metcalf, Abrams, and uh, McGarry go 26 through 28. Seahawks second round pick. They snag a wide receiver that Ty and I both really like. Hakeem Butler. Um, and then to round out the first round, we have uh, Juan Thornhill to the Packers, Christian Wilkins to the Rams, and Noah Fant to the Patriots. Um, so just kind of off the top of my head, you mentioned a few guys that we didn't draft that would be best available on day two. Um, pretty much all the wide receivers that we didn't take. Uh, A.J. Brown still out there. Um, Clellan Farrell. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know a lot of people like... Uh, Rock Yasin from Temple. Uh, You know, there's going to be some uh, pretty good players still sitting out there. So uh, day two will be interesting as well. Uh, So I think that is all we have. Yeah, almost took two hours. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) We are definitely going to put a wrap on this one. Um, uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to our kind of NFL draft special. I guess the drafts tonight, it's a lot of fun. It's something that Ty and I both enjoy. So I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Um, if you made it all the way to this point, I'm sorry for your lack of a social life. Um, it's certainly <laughs> something that keeps me sad. So, um, but again, thank you guys so much for listening. Ty, any final words before we sign off? No, we need to end this. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure for Mariners content, you go to sotomojo.com. You can follow us on Twitter at sotomojofs. Uh, the mock draft we just did will be posted there um later today as well as podcast uh subscribe so you guys don't miss any new episodes of the podcast uh find us on facebook and instagram again twitter's the best way to get a hold of us at soto mojo fs thank you so much for listening guys and we will see you in another life peace peace